As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Guy, you're looking great. You got oh. a cool, you got a cool hoodie on, which I really enjoy. Thank Actually, you. Um, shit, should we record this one as well? Do you have ProZoom? Yes. Oh, that's right. No, we tried to do this last time. I remember. <laughs> Never mind. That's right. You're not. Hello, we're in the friend zone. Knock knock. Who's there? Guy Montgomery, looking great. Oh, thanks, Tim and Tim Bet. I think you actually look great. I look like someone who just got out of bed and put um, a hooded sweatshirt on over the top of these ludicrously childish uh, pajama pants. I'm wearing pajama pants. Damn, you would have got away with it too if you hadn't you, seen anything. You look like a man who's dressed as though there are, you know, you have obligations outside of the house today. That's how you yeah. look to me. Well, you're kind of right. I was in a meeting just before this, which was like semi-important. So it's like I should put. Something, oh, some sort of sh- some sort of collared clothing item on, and that was. Uh, and for those of you listening along at home, playing the "What Is Tim Wearing" game, that is a denim jacket over a crisp white t-shirt. It's actually not. It's a very thick cotton. This is a half a. It's like I got this in an op shop a few weeks ago, and I love it. I got it for twenty dollars because mm. one of the buttons has fallen off. But it is a beautiful like heavy cotton shirt that you can kind of treat as a jacket. Heavy cotton over shirt. Yeah, wow. It's occupying that interesting space between jacket and shirt. Which is, in Auckland, something I have always been like, I need more of this specific item because that's the weather we deal with so much of the year. What do you... Shirt jacket. How dressed do you get in at the moment? I, I do. I've let a few things slip recently. I've been feeling a little bit burned out, but I tell you what, shower, dressed, that's like brushing of teeth. Those are the those are the main ones. Every morning, those are the three things that must happen. Got to get that done. Okay. Got to get that done. So I'm not showering every morning. Are you not? No, because what I, I like to do is I put on um, my athleisure wear. And I walk oh. around the house all day in my running gear, and then at one at one moment I'll be like, I feel like going for a run now, and then I'll be ready, and I go for my run, and so I save my shower yeah. for after the run because I'm, I'm trying not to double down on the showers. Um, Good on you too. We need that water. 
We do. A thirsty city. I know. Isn't it ironic that so much <laughs> places are uh, like, you know, water levels are rising and yet we keep finding ourselves in drought. <laughs> Figure that one out, you geniuses. Yeah. We should be in this predicament. Hey, we should get Greta Thunberg in the next friend zone and she can fucking iron out all the details on this stuff. Don't bring Greta into this. I will try to. I will email her. <laughs> I want to do a um, Leave Britney Spears Alone style video for Greta. I, I'm actually on board with that. I had a joke about it this year. About, you know, just the whole one teenager in Scandinavia <laughs> saying that they are also aware that about her telling the truth. <laughs> climate change exists. And everyone was like, it is such a relief that you've put your hand up for this because we have been beside <laughs> ourselves trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, so you're looking good. I'm looking okay. This hoodie that you love so much was actually, I don't know if it's designed by, but certainly um, Michael Jordan's unafraid to put his logo on it. And when I wear it, Tim, mm. um, I actually wind up with the basketball playing abilities of Michael Jordan. And I understand that he winds up with the podcasting abilities of me. It's incredible. Montgomery. Yeah. Like it's, a freaky, a very specific style of Freaky Friday. Well, I, a little bit like the movie Like Mike or uh, later on the basketball movie Thunderstruck starring Kevin Durant when he was a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder and uh, a, a young boy, I think, like a, a, a sort of prepubescent or tweenage or teenage boy put on some shoes and suddenly he was playing basketball like Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant was playing basketball like this young boy. Wow. I know. Well, and you can imagine that wouldn't be very handy for him because he was playing in the NBA, Tim. Yeah, yeah. He, it, he it almost I, sounds like a um, uh, how do you say fuck earbud style scenario. Well, there there is something in the rules of the NBA that stipulates a dog can't play. Is there basketball? The NBA bring that in after earbud came out. They had to. Yeah, too many dogs showing up for tryouts. Yeah. I. I also just want to say, what's in a birthday? Because I have exactly the same birthday as this guy, Kevin Durant. And so I've always felt a weird kinship towards him. I've followed his career since he was probably... Everybody, Guy's birthday is coming up. It's the month of September, which, as we all know, is Guy's birthday month. That's right. I also remember birthdays of like guys I went to um, primary school with who are September babies. Like I feel mm-hmm. like you're more likely to remember a birthday that falls in your birthday month. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I still remember. Uh, I won't say her last name because I've, I've, you know, I need to stop doing that for people who haven't agreed to it on the friend zone. But there's a a woman called Emma who is one day younger than me, um, who I went to primary school with. I haven't seen her since, but still, I will, I will take that to the grave. Yeah, Emma, she- whose last name I still remember, who I haven't seen since I was about ten. Yeah, August twentieth. I wonder what she's doing now. I reckon she's doing really well. They were a cool family. There was, um, from memory, three sisters. I think one of the sisters was yeah. about my sister's age. More details, doxed I had Emma. Doxed them, bruh. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Hey, here's, here's a doxing question. Did Guy Williams grow up in Christchurch? Nah, nah, he grew up in Nelson. That's what I said. My brother texted me the other day, and he was like, hey, did Guy Williams go to our primary school? And I was like, no, he grew up in Nelson. He said, nah, I was watching Taskmaster, and apparently he, like, he went to Waimati Primary in Christchurch. I was like, it doesn't sound right to me. No, but... But then I was also like, are you talking about Paul? And he said, no, I'm talking about Guy. I was like, okay. I, this is very specific Taskmaster chat. For those yeah. of you internationally who don't have access to Taskmaster New Zealand, 
Um, you do. It's awesome. Go on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally all of both seasons of it are, are on there, and it's the last episode of season two this week, and it has been uh, such a joy to have it going out into the world. And, like, I haven't been snooping around for it, but, yeah, I, the feedback I come across online has been so, so generous. And I don't remember that part of season one of Taskmaster, but I'm sure Guy Williams is a Nelson boy through and through. Yeah, yeah. I would have sworn on the Bible that was the case. Can I also, before we tuck into the mail guy, uh-huh. congratulate you on your recent spelling bee, which was at time of record last night. Ah, you may. Permission granted. Tuned in uh, as it was happening live. I was, a, I was slightly late, but not by much. Um, but I managed to see the villainous victory of Becky. <laughs> Why was she a villain? She was too good. Friend of the podcast, and Becky I, Lucas. She'll be back I, next week to defend her crown. I can't really spell too good, so yeah. anyone who can is an enemy in my of course. In my mind. Understandable. Mm. Um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We had on Alexi Toliopoulos, who's an incredible podcast. He's just like one of the greatest people, but he's also an incredible podcaster. So if you're looking for podcasts, check out Total Reboot or Finding Drago. I had a really good time with that when it came out a few years ago. Uh, and thanks for watching, Tim. I've been fun to put together. You're doing it's, a great job on there. It's wh- cool. One Some of those, would say it should be on television. Oh, not man, anyone I, who controls the budgets no, of making no, television right. in New Zealand. None of the people that matter. And they know television because they have jobs in television. How do you get those jobs? They are reigning over a golden era of audiences disappearing in record numbers. They surely know what they're doing. You'd, so you'd think. Uh, but I don't know. A wrong clock is right twice a day. And I just got to get my... Bloody proposal to where those saying. arrows are pointing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> going off the going off the rails here. Should we amend this um, freewheeling conversation by diving into some correspondence? Wish that you would. Shall we pat ourselves on the back once more, my friend? Yeah, I want to hear from some people who think we're cool. Is that <laughs> so much to ask? It's not happening at home. Uh, now this. Is oh oh this is there's a lot of links to something so I'm skipping that and reading reading this one here and see what it says. Mm-hmm. Hi boys, hello. On your latest Emmanuel episode number thirty six, you start to ask yourselves what you've learned from the season and couldn't arrive at any conclusions. This ambiguity, combined with Guy calling the Emmanuel movies his sexual coming of age, reminded me of another great and ambiguous coming of age experience. That's right. I'm talking about Rob Reiner's 1986 film, Stand By Me. Mm. And the more you compare the two, the more similar they seem. No. Note, note, Stand By Me spoilers coming up. Yeah, um, if you haven't gotten around to seeing Stephen King's film adaptation that came out in like... 1986. 90, 80, wow, it's that old. I haven't, so I'm going to read these spoilers and uh, ruin it for myself. We have a close-knit group of friends. Uh, We have a close-knit group of four friends, Tim, Guy, George, and the Boner Inspector, with the knowledge that only two of them will stay friends for the long run, an expedition to discover a body here, not a corpse, but the concept of the full body, the search for full frontal nudity at the end of the rainbow of softcore pornography. Okay. The bully 
must be Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, who has intervened with the lockdown, <laughs> stealing the national tour away, the prized Yankees cap. I assume the scene where the main character threatens the bully with a gun represents an upcoming military coup led by the boys to end the lockdown. Oh, fun story from memory, and it's been a hot minute. Do you know who that bully is? I've not a seen young, the movie. A young Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, wow. I was actually looking up Kiefer Sutherland um, on because I, I clicked on a BuzzFeed article, which was like 14 actors who didn't get along. It came up as a suggested thing on Twitter, and I was like, I'd like to know about these actors' feuds. And Kiefer Sutherland and Freddie Prinze Jr. had one. And Freddie Prinze Jr. Like he turned. <laughs> Those are not two people I would even expect to have met before. Kiefer Sutherland turned Freddie Prinze Jr. off of acting, and then I was like, I feel like I've heard that Kiefer Sutherland is a pretty brutal dude. And so I was trying to find data on whether I look. I genuinely googled is Kiefer Sutherland a good guy or a bad guy, and unsurprisingly, that non-specific search didn't really give me a huge amount of returns. He struggles with the booze, our Kiefer. Ah, doesn't I he? see. I believe he's, did, he's I, in a battle was, with the bottle. Those were the main sort of uh, notes I I came across. Like his Wikipedia page, the only thing under that sort of controversies or whatever section was Kevin Sutherland likes to drink and sometimes drive. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyhow. A couple of times. Mm. Uh, then as we come to the end, what have we learned? What was the point of it all? Well, in the words of the grown-up main character, Gordy, I never had any boners later on like the ones I had when I was 12. Jesus, does anybody? Anyway, I forgot my <laughs> license when I went to buy booze today, so I sent you the money instead. Enjoy the price <laughs> Enjoy the price of a bottle of fine French cognac going straight to your bank account, boys. Say you, only, you went to get cognac and you're young enough to need ID at the bottle. Who are you? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you soon. Say only two letters from my name, your choice, and I will choose the letters Z and K. What good letters to choose, too. Valuable letters uh, on thanks, a scrabble board. Zanika. You got it. That was great. I uh, don't mind playing through the spoilers for Stand By Me because I thought that was a very well um, thought through and articulated comparison piece. Uh, you haven't seen Stand By Me, so I don't know how well you can attest to that fact. But I will say as someone who's seen it, you're right. Yeah, I can tell. I've got a nose for quality. That movie, um, I remember being very good and quite affecting. It's a very good coming-of-age movie. I should actually... But I don't know if it has come of age uh, badly because anything, you know... Made in <laughs> the 80s. You've got to yeah. give, it a, give it a sniff when you pull it out of the fridge and see how it's dated. That's right. And the most important thing is that we hold films made in the 80s, to the same moral standards. standards we abide today. Correct. Because that Correct. is how... Because morals are time travelling. I don't know. <laughs> that is how the world works. Um, but I loved that. You got one for me? Guy and Tim are free speech dudes now. We're, we're t- <laughs> <laughs> you don't say real, that for me. Real, real sharp turn for the worst idea. We've decided we get next season. We're not watching anything. We're just reviewing snowflakes going off on YouTube and really giving them heaps. Yeah, we're, we're going we're, to sell vitamins and gold and Bitcoin. We're weaponizing Tim's newfound love for doxing. By uh, <laughs> our, our podcast next year is called Doxing Snowflakes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Could you imagine, Monty? I can't. What do you got for me, Tim? 
to a pair of fine fellas. Number one, you are doomed to speak on Kevin James forever. Were you aware of the growing possibility that <laughs> Kevin James is, in fact, a bit of a baddie? This first came to my attention on the podcast Blank Check on the episode Flight. Toward the end of the episode, Griffin slash Watto recounts a story about Kevin James being so conservative that he ordered all the books on evolution to be removed from the school in which he filmed Here Comes the Boom. That cannot be true. <laughs> I There's agree. no way I'm, that... That, that, that is a hyperlink, though. So I've clicked it. Researching in real time. Oh, it's to a SoundCloud. That is the podcast. podcast episode, which is two and a half hours long. So I cannot, unfortunately, get into that. Um, I'm going to read that again, though, to make sure that Kevin James is so conservative. He ordered all the books on evolution be removed from the school in which he filmed. Here comes the boom. I can't. I, well, believe I will that. tell you this. I uh, I'm on his Wikipedia page right now, and under personal life. Is the fact that he is married and has four children. And beneath it, it says, in 2012, James stated that he's a practicing Catholic. In 2019, James hosted a retreat featuring Father Chad Ripperger and theologian theologian Scott Hahn. And then if you click on their hyperlinks, Chad Ripperger is an American Roman Catholic priest, theologian, how do you say it? Theologian. Theologian, philosopher, and exorcist. Wow, there was a real twist at the end. Yeah, which does suggest some level of um, sort of slightly unusual intensity. Yeah, that is um, that's a huge red flag. So, other, yeah, other other. Uh, the, oh, continuing with the email, other worrying signs as well. Conservative, racist, fearmonger Tucker Carlson appears in an episode of The King of Queens. Let me take a beat to say Tucker Carlson has lived a very long life in the media, yeah. and he he is undeniably he's in, he's mostly thinking, in it for the attention. I would say so, um, as demonstrated by his feverish use of bow ties earlier in his career. But he used to be on MSNBC, and uh, there's actually a great clip of um, John Stewart taking him to task on a show that doesn't exist anymore called Crossfire which you can look up on YouTube. But Tucker Carlson is like obviously a super villain with a lot of blood on his hands now. Um, he used to just be an annoying brat. Um, yeah. It wasn't a pointed decision for, by him to, to become. I read a, pro, a New Yorker, I think, profile on him, which sort of highlighted just like the sort of amoral decision-making that was in service of his own career that led to him being the immoral pig shit that he is now. It's quite freaky watching someone who's got such a public persona go through all of this stuff in front of your eyes. Mm. Like Tucker Carlson is sort of this person who was on the peripheral of American political media for a while. He was just this weird, this weird young bow-tied fucking idiot who would hang around. And then as the years go by, you see him get more conservative and a bigger fan base. And suddenly I think he's the top rating uh, yeah, cable news host. I guess if in you, town. yeah, it's the it's sort of there's a, some decision somewhere along the line where you can either try to be the best or try to get the most people to pay attention to you, which is like no, I think you confuse them. I think at there's some point where you think that's the same thing. I see. You have to convince yourself of that to do to do it properly. I think day after day. Kevin James loves NASCAR and its conservative car culture. I don't want to alienate our one libertarian listener as well by getting too political on the podcast. So just forget yeah. what Guy yeah. and I have said. talking about. 
Kevin made the movie I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, for God's sake. We haven't watched that one. No, I'm surprised not, that hasn't come up in the Patreon. I don't think we've watched it professionally. I feel like I've seen a decent chunk of it on my own time. How homophobic do you think it is on a scale of like New Zealand passing uh, marriage equality law reform to mm, Mel Gibson? It's definitely like on the Mel Gibson side, but it's it's sort of it's mostly like um willful ignorance, gay panic homophobia. Right. They're not like I mean it is definitely homophobic, but it's sort of like it's you know, it it is it comes from an er- an era of comedy which was like you know, if you watch the gay panic jokes in Friends, it's sort of like it's born of that kind of era of hey, what watch out man. You're gay. And then being like, dude, I'm not gay. It's that kind of, you know. Gotcha. Writer on his show, Kevin Ken Wait, is Trump mega fan Michael Loftus. And Kevin has made a short film that criticizes coronavirus lockdowns. You don't have to read this if you think it's too controversial and prefer to keep the friend zone more chill and relaxed. Too late for that. Yeah. Dear letter writer. Not only was it, it, it read, but it was unpacked in real time. I just thought I'd warn you. Something to think about come next Thanksgiving. Thank you, guys. Don't get cancelled. Say my name, Jeremy Wong in Cleveland. No. P.S. The Facebook page, uh, the Facebook page link on your website is busted. And um, the reason I was so distracted before, guy, while I was talking to you, is I was fixing that in real time. I see. Well, um, I mean, I appreciate you hoping for us not to get cancelled, and I certainly hope that's the case. But haven't we sort of backed our way into a? <laughs> a perilously opinionated friend zone here. Um, nah. I don't really like. I guess you got to be yourself. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Point, Can we know? separate the art of Kevin James from the artist that is Kevin James? And can our one libertarian listener separate the dick and fart jokes, um, which are so fantastic and permeate our podcast, with the snowflake cuckery yeah. of our political and social commentary? I think I, I'm not too worried about my affiliation with. Kevin James, it's not like we're we're grandstanding on our podcast to celebrate the personal politics of the actor Kevin James. It's mostly like fuck are you not? We're oh, pu- I misread the brief. Punching ourselves in the head by watching his movies over and over. I thought what we were doing was solidifying the enduring legacy of a great man. Yeah, I uh, I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry that that's not the case. Got it. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, baby, I got a big one for you. Thick boy. 
Thick boy, it's your number one thick boy. Here we go. Sam and Jay. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I started listening to this podcast in January 2021 and have not stopped listening since. Seriously, I'm never not listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's good. Uh, writing to say, I always feel like Guy has a much worse time watching these films than Tim does. And I realized through my multiple listenings that Guy has mentioned three passions besides comedy. Reading for pleasure, running, and not shitting on a schedule. Not shitting on a schedule, okay. It would seem that sitting and watching the same movie every week directly contradicts all of those activities <laughs> to varying degrees and is almost a uniquely perfect hell for him. That's so fucking true. Uh, sorry about that. Thank you for the content. Please don't say my name. P.S. I personally think Tim is the best host of all time. Thank you. PPS, I was inspired by Guy to buy a bucket hat. I love it so much. And then, Tim, there is a picture of the author of this message wearing their bucket hat. Damn it. Can you screen share? Can uh, you like, yep, I can. I can. If, if you could get that on screen and screen share, because I'm uh, recording this, it might go up on our Patreon as a video. Oh, we've got their name there now, so... Cheers, guy. No worries, dude. I was asked to screen share, and so I did. I didn't even see the picture through that. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Hold on. Oh, that's what you wanted me to do. I'll screen share this. You ready? It's, we've really, this is, that's a cool hat and a cool looking listener. There you go. That's what my screen looks like, dude. But now I'm actually thinking if they didn't want their name read, they definitely probably won't want their photo on. So I'll just, um, let's hope that I've edited that bit out. <laughs> so true. Uh, I hadn't actually put those pieces together, but um, it's a very observant, you know, it's it's nice to, to hear information about this stuff from someone who's got a bit of distance, who's not on the inside, who's got the objective eye of an observer, because it's true that... Um, the particulars of this podcast do run contrary to the things I like to do in my leisure time. And I guess that that feeling is intensified by the fact that this did start as a leisure time activity and is now mm. one of the few um, sort of ongoing professional commitments I have that I can really nail my flag to. Do you uh, feel good about that or bad about that? I, I don't know that I feel – I feel – Holistically, I feel good about it um, because if I take a step back and observe, you know, the way that I earn my income, it's like there's a lot worse things to be doing than these awful projects with my dear friend Tim. But I, you know, then on the ground floor, when it's actually my life and my time that I'm investing in this, I don't feel great about it. Fair enough. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Um, probably similar to yours. I, I feel good about it because we created it. Yeah. It's very rare that, that you can derive your main income from a thing you yes. created. Yes. And, uh, and I value that very highly, even if it involves me having to watch, um, subpar pornography on an ongoing basis. Mm. I mean, I was doing it anyway. May as well get paid for it. Am I right? 
We call that uh, ka-ching king when uh, that's pay dirt as a gag and you are a king. I hate myself. Go ahead, Tim. This does not need to be on the friend zone. And so I'm reading it. it shall. <laughs> In an effort to contact you boys in every possible method, I have now come to send you some stimulus money the American government has bestowed upon me in recognition of the good work you two do for us. So this suggests to me, Guy, that this person has, has sent his messages through myriad formats and has not received um, one year yeah. mention of that, which is upsetting. I know... And I will say this, hopefully also a rare experience because, I mean, you can hear me doing this out loud. We tend to read everything, (laughs) whether or not it's supposed to even be up there on the friend zone. It's true. I know YouTube and their dumbassery passed on your pilot. Due to that, I waited to watch it until today. I knew that it would only make me want it more. It was, of course, brilliant. Made me think of an idea for an episode you could do in NZ. I don't know if you're aware, but the Lord of the Rings films were filmed in your great country. This is, of course, a sarcastic joke. My my idea for you guys was to take a shot at a, quote, method review of the Lord of the Rings franchise. Oh, Fuck, we never thought about that. That is really good. We should, it's um, really good. We could, we could try and get that, you know, with That's the world closed. That's really good. We could try and do that ourselves. But instead of living in a subway, you would hike to various filming locations, stopping only to watch the films. Can I say that right up top? I fucking love this. Guy may love shitting on a schedule. I quite enjoy hiking. Say the word and me and a couple good filmmaker friends of mine will drop everything and help make it happen as soon as we're vaccinated. Beyond that, I just want to send my continued adoration and some cash your way. I also ordered a few shirts. You boys are too kind for the... Uh, and pure for this world and should be rewarded for it. Kiss slash Pat Rufus and fig for me and drink some water. Love, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, you can't see this, but I'm having a, a sup on a glass of water right now in your honor. Elizabeth um, sent us 30 US dollars to get that message on here. And I am incredibly appreciative to the point where I've followed her on Twitter because she put... Um, her Twitter handle on. That's sick. Hey, I've got, Message. I've got, um, I've just sent you a link because you know how to. Can you record MP3s? Can you record audio from your computer to your device? Uh, I was trying to think of the lazy way to do it live. Um. No. Well, I'll, I've sent- I'll put it. I'll, I'll put it in. I'll put it in here, I've and I'll s- listen to it. Can I listen to it right now? Yeah, I'll read you the context first, and then we can listen to it together. Okay. So I've sent it to you on Facebook Messenger. This is from our Twitter at TwiwatPod. Hi, boys. I made a Twitter just so I can send you this. It's a crazy place. Anyway, I love the potty. Listen to all of it. I really consider you guys my friends. In the Emmanuel Sesame Street ep, George Lazenby sings the Sesame Street theme song. Tim... Let him continue so someone could put instruments under it and make it into a full song. I couldn't resist, so I did the production. <laughs> Hope George will dig it. Thanks for all the laughs. Here's the Dropbox link. All the best. Bram from Amsterdam. And Count me down, guy, and I will play this track. Three, two, one.
Say, I've been stopping by a while. Yeah. Nothing's quite taken my fancy like what you're describing so far. Sesame Street Emmanuel. Yeah. It's the ultimate crossover. I really like that. Yeah. Come and play. Everything's a-okay. Watch Emmanuel. Fuck the street. Can you show George Lazenby how to get to Sesame Street? Yeah. But and Ernie masturbating one by one in a bathtub that's full of cum. Can you show George Lazenby how to get to Sesame Street How to get to Sesame Street Yeah Wow That absolutely made my week Not not friend zone, not hour, not day That has put me on the right track for this whole week I'm going to save that into my phone I have a new ringtone I haven't had my phone off silent in about a decade But guess what folks It's never going on silent again Holy shit I That was honestly like listening I mean it is a different person But I don't know that I recognise the George Lazenby I've come to know in that song That is actually a, a joyous A joyous note to um in the friend zone, but to hear that is like there is value in what we're doing because that is you know you can't access that without a, a bit of hard work and a 100%. bit of self inspection. Who do we credit for this masterpiece, guy? That is Bram from Amsterdam. Is, is do we have any of Bram's handles? Or anything? Uh, yeah, on literally, oh, well, Bram, as they said, literally joined uh, Twitter to send that message. That is very cool. And what's their handle? Do uh, you have that? Their handle is at B-R-E-M-E-L-E-M, Brem E Lem, uh, joined August 2021, 20, following three accounts. Who do you think they are? Um, Guy, Worst Idea, and Kevin James. Close. Worst Idea, Tim Bat, and... An account called NOS, N-O-S. It rocks. <laughs> Wait, they're not following you. You're right. <laughs> what is this? Never, cha- <laughs> never change, Bremelim. Um, outstanding. Thank you so much for that submission. Thank you to everyone who's written in. Uh, it's been uh, – is that actually really a, a nice way to start a Monday? It truly is, and um, oh, I didn't realize it was Monday. If you have any uh, – look, I want to get more into this style of things. If you have any art that you've created which is to do with the worst idea of all time, if you feel like you would like to create some art to do with the worst idea of all time, it could be uh, audio in nature, it could be visual in nature. I don't know what else it could be that you can transmit through the internet to us, but – I would love to see you try and figure out how to send a creative smell to us. Um, either way, I, I, I would like to get more kind of, it would be cool to see more mm. fan art stuff. If anyone has the inclination, go to worstidearofalltime.com and there's um, all the contact details on there. But for now, my babies, 
It's it's your two dads. It's your two zaddies saying we love yeah. you and tuck you in your little podcast bed, kiss you on the forehead, and wish you some sweet sweet dreams. Yes, it's not goodbye. It's see you soon. The friend-